Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah! Another dude in the house! Welcome to the Lot of Dudes podcast, presented by 4th and Dude. Season 1, Week 8. National Coming Out Day was on October 11th. But A.J. Dillon celebrated it three days later, bursting onto the national scene on Saturday and leading the Eagles to an enormous upset win over Louisville. Dillon stiff-armed the Cardinal defenders into closets all afternoon en route to a 272-yard, four-touchdown performance as B.C. had their best offensive output against the Power 5 opponent in almost a decade. The Eagles are actually a very good football team. I've been right about everything all season long. And I guess, Matt, the only question I have left is, where does BC build the DAS statue? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know football the way there. I will say is, is it's nice to have, you know, a change of pace uh, as compared to last week. I think we started the episode saying that, you know, we wish we were dead. We want to jump off a bridge. Uh, you know, BC, I think, definitely showed something here. And, and for once uh, this year, it actually is a great day to be a dude. We have an official sponsor tonight. So tonight we are sponsored by a neat little technology company in Hartford, Connecticut, F3 Technology Partners. F3 delivers IT solutions for some of the largest companies in the Northeast. They were founded 10 years ago by a former BC Eagle student athlete. Uh, so for all of your IT needs from storage, the cloud and cybersecurity, F3 is ready to, to help all of our listeners and fellow Eagles with all of their technology needs. So great, great company. Uh, I know a couple of those guys really well. That's just a, it's a product I use every day. I can't say enough good things about F3. Could not agree more. Uh, and, and again, on that note of positives, good company. Great day on Saturday. I mean, just everything you possibly could have asked for, you know, from this team uh, on really all sides of the ball. Just an overall performance just to be thrilled about and really like the way this, this football team looked. You can't say enough good things. Or let me, let me start that over. You can't say enough bad things about everyone that counted out this football team, Matt. And I know it was 99% of the population, um, you, you included at times. Me included, feels, me included. It feels so good to finally have – something to grab hold on and, and, you know, just really, it gives us this podcast a little bit of credibility. Um, if, if not, you know, a reason for existence. So, um, you know, with everything, you know, the the offense obviously, you know, looked incredible for the first time. Um, you know, they haven't shown any sign of life all year and to put up 45 points against, you know, a team that, that was really on the cusp of being, you know, ranked football team. Uh, just what a what a performance on Saturday. Yeah, it, it was really funny, too. And I think, you know, that first drive, Louisville came down and, you know, Lamar had a few runs. They scored in like three minutes, touchdown on us. You and I, we were watching together. We were texting about it like, you know, same old, same old. We're going to lose by 50 points, just like we predicted. And then sure enough, you know, from there, it was basically a, a different football team and a different game. I think they showed a ton of resiliency, not only in this game itself, but, you know, kind of throughout everything they've been through throughout the year. 
I think we saw a similar thing last year at the end of the, at the end of the season. Uh, you know, the team kind of came together and gelled and, and, you know, really, uh, you know, bounced back when they needed it. And we had the same thing on Saturday. So it's nice to see that resiliency in, in the program, um, you know, to show that, look, you know, say, say what you want about the year so far and, and the team we have, but there's no quit. Uh, in anyone in maroon and gold so that's that's really uh, nice to see and this and this was a game that even the most crazy optimistic fans had gave us no shot at me me included right right i mean exactly horrible matchup they have the um you know one of the most dynamic athletes um you know in in college football history i'll say you know obviously the the reigning heisman winner and lamar jackson um plus you know you combine that with our ability or inability to, to stop you know mobile quarterbacks all season long uh, it was a recipe for disaster. Their weakness, you know, obviously was, was on the defensive side. Um, but, but our concern was, you know, you can be really, really bad on defense. But, you know, the way our offense works is, um, you know, not through the air, which is where their biggest holes were. So, so, you know, when I was looking at this game, I really didn't see a path to victory here. And uh, I'll tell you what, A.J. Dillon put the team on his back and uh, just willed this team to victory. And they tried to give it away a couple times, too. Um, but but they were able to get it done with, with Colton Lickenberg knocking home the field goal at the end. Yeah, and I think the, the resiliency, again, is is nice. Like you said, they had so many chances to give that game away. I think all of us watching it in the fourth quarter, you know, when we were up 14 and then they tied it, I think probably felt pretty horrible about the way things were turning. Obviously, they had the, uh, you know, Darius Wade touchdown pass that wasn't. Uh, Brown had a touchdown pass that wasn't early in the game. So many things, I think, as fans we were watching, and maybe this has just become what, you know, what we've been used to over the last 10 years. We said, all right, here we go again. This is going to be a heartbreaker. We have a team on the ropes. So for them to actually you know, break through that ceiling and, and, and you know, come together was huge. Uh, you, you touched on Lichtenberg. We've kind of had an on-again and off-again relationship there throughout the year. I think he started, what, 6-6 yep. on the year. He was uh, he was my dude of the week following, you know, a couple big kicks. And, whenever, you, and you, jinxed, whatever you jinxed him, Matt. And I jinxed him, right? So I jinxed him. So he didn't kick, you know, he didn't make a kick. Uh, you know, from that point on, I think he missed his first, definitely his first one, maybe his first two on Saturday. Uh, and I think I tweeted something about it again. And sure enough, that that re-reverse of the jinx brought him back to, to where he was uh, and just drilled it perfectly straight. I think all of us were scared. Obviously, we've had some some field goal mishaps over the uh, over the years to, to cost this game. So to see him drill that was was really a, just just phenomenal and just a, just a perfect way to cap you, off. Uh, cap off and if game. he had like and if the Eagles hadn't hadn't forced that turnover. Um, and you know they hadn't come up, come away with the, the W. Daz might have been. Can you, I mean, people are hitting Daz still as is. Um, but if they had given that game away, can you imagine what everyone would be saying? Uh, it, and regardless of the offensive output, right? I mean, people would be all over him. So the fact that you know we were able to finally get get an ACC win um, when no one really expected it. You know, in my mind, the next really the rest of the games on our schedule are all winnable. Um, Eight and four is back, Matt. Can we say eight and four is back? <laughs> I hate you so much, but I will. You, you'll rope me in. I, I hate myself and I hate you for it. But but why? We'll not? get to Let's it later. But like I, I don't see we'll a loss. Uh, we'll get to it later. But I, I don't right. see a loss. You can't say you don't, don't see a loss. loss you can't say you don't see I don't a loss. See another loss on the schedule. See, you no. You can't say that. You can say that, and I agree with that. Every game on the schedule is winnable. Period. You can't say you don't see another loss on the schedule. That's a completely completely different argument. Uh, we have been through but, a again, we, we'll, gauntlet, and and. They have. They absolutely have. Three, three and, and four is and again, not where we wanted to be, but I think, you know, four and three, we'd be thrilled. So I, I think we're pretty close. We're, we have one bad loss first week, which I still don't think that's that bad of a loss. 
I think that's not a horrible no, loss at all. I mean, it's it's a horrible loss in how it was lost. Sure. I mean, if we lost that game by three points, it's not a bad loss. We just got smoked. That, that's why it's a bad loss. So, I think we we touched on on a lot of things. Obviously, the biggest takeaway is just AJ Dillon. Um, you know, it, true freshman had probably the best stiff arm I've ever seen, and I never thought I'd say that. Uh, you know, remember Andre Williams against uh, Maryland? Yes. Yep, Maryland. Maryland yep. Right? This, this was this was this was ten Absolutely. times Maryland stiff arm. So, this was. This and everyone's incredible. seen the, the replay a million times at this point, but he gets hit in the backfield. It's like he doesn't even feel it. The guy bounces off his uh, – it was a low hit, too. guy bounces off him. And then the, the next – this poor guy, Chucky uh, – what's his name? Chucky Williams? Poor guy. He's, he's actually sure, yeah, he's a pretty good player. And, uh, like, he's, he's been a, a starter for them for a while, and he just gets thrown into the turf by Dylan. I've never seen anything like it. Just an absolute abuse. And then Dylan, who, by the way, is is – he, he's listed at 240. Matt, he looks like he's 260, honestly. And yeah, he, can, he is not 240. He can just I can tell you that much right run. now. That guy beat yep. everyone down the field. And uh, I'll tell you what, I tweeted this out too, and I stand by it. You can't fire Daz for the next four years because at the risk of, <laughs> of Dylan transferring, you can't do it. You, you really can't. I'm dead serious, Matt. I think you're, yeah, again, I, I think, and, you know, I have a note here that, look, this was a season saving and, and, you know, quite frankly, potentially a Daz saving win. Uh, but I also don't think this is the time to talk about Daz's future. I think this is the time to enjoy this win, enjoy what we have right now and, and the way the team's coming together. Obviously, if we continue to progress the way we are and we continue to look like this the rest of the year, then, you know, I think everyone will be on, on your side miraculously. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not here to talk about that right now. I'm here to just enjoy it. And, you know, this was, this was perfect. Dylan's an absolute monster. The guy is going to win a Heisman at some point. Uh, I don't know if it's too late this year. It might be, <laughs> but it also might not be if he keeps this up. If he runs for 300 yards and, and you know, puts people in the ground every Saturday, uh, then I think it's, I think it might be in question this year, but the guy's just an animal. He's, I, th- I think the, and obviously everyone's optimistic whenever you get a big time recruit, but the, you know, the, the rub was that he's a potential program changer and, you know, we're obviously seven games in and it certainly seems that way. This guy is a talent, unlike anything we've, we've seen before. Obviously, you know, these things can, can change, you know, health, whatever. Um, but if he continues to, to look the way he is, then, then he could be. Sort of I do special. want to be clear on this. Louisville, Louisville has maybe the worst defense horrible. in the ACC horrible. I've, I've ever horrible. seen. They have a worse defense yep. than, than Central Michigan and Northern Illinois combined. Um, and but with, even with with all that said, um, you know, we, we couldn't put up 45 against the high school team the way we've been playing all year. At least it seemed like um, so, so, right. so to, to sort of prove that we have the ability in there somewhere when all the pieces come together, Matt, it's going to be beautiful. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was beautiful <laughs> it on Saturday. It, it really is. Again, this is this, I think I don't have the numbers on top of my head, but I think this, a million. this shattered, one million. This shattered, this shattered Daz's, uh, you know, records of, of points scored against ACC teams in his era. Um, you know, or at least since the Murphy, era. I don't know, maybe Murphy had a 40 or 50 point game, but you know, just absolutely tremendous. I, no, I think, it goes all the way back know, to, it, uh, 2009 against NC okay. state. Um, which yep. I think was a Dave Shinsky year. How about that? Huh? It, could, it was that definitely I'm, was I'm sure Teasy just was that Shinsky. Hang on, was that Shinsky Russell Wilson? Oh wow! Well, I'll have to, we'll might have have been, to look right? that up. We'll have, to, we'll, we'll have to get our archives on that. It but, must have been. Uh, it must have been Montel, right? That just had a million right, touchdowns. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was exactly. Wow. Um, my I had a pood last week. That was the uh, there was a quarterback controversy. That was a joke. Um, I was saying that you know Jeff Smith threw a dart to uh, <laughs> right, right, to right, Brown right, on, right. on the trick play. Uh, it turns out we really do have one. Uh, you know Wade. Wade looked good, right? Wade was uh, seven seven for ten for uh, for ninety yards versus Brown, who was five for seventeen for a hundred. Um, you know, obviously Brown got hurt and, and Wade filled in, you know, really well. 
So we, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but Matt, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here. Who's, uh, who's your starting quarterback going forward? You know, it's actually a really good question. I think, and I don't have an answer. I love Brown. I think Brown is, you know, absolutely someone that we should be excited about and is going to be good going down the road. But Wade was perfect. And quite frankly, this is what you and I were saying before the year. This is what we needed for Alex quarterback Smith, this baby. year. You need a game manager. Right. We, we knew we had a good defense. You know, we knew or we at least thought we'd have a good running game. Um, our line wasn't as good or hasn't been as good as we wanted it to be, but it's now coming together and, and, you know, really starting to gel. So we just need a manager. His, his, you know, the, the, the passes they designed for him. And again, maybe this is a, a little change in the game plan, whatever, but they were just perfect. It's, it's rollouts, nine yard passes to Sweeney, just, you know, and, and then that sets up the pass. The problem that we've had, you know, historically, at least with, with the Adazio offense is that everyone just knows we're going to run. We stack the box and, and we're, and we're shot. Now we have these little, you know, leak outs on the tight end. Okay. Now they have to be a little more honest and it just completely changes the flow of the game that opened up all of Dylan's runs. I love Wade. I think he's, you know, I think he does give us a really good chance to win, especially the way their line and running game is coming together. Uh, you know, you do have to look at it from a from a forward-looking perspective and, and, you know, in terms of confidence and things like this if, you know, you don't want to completely throw off Brown in his freshman year. But, uh, you know, honestly, I think if you're just going into a game tomorrow, I do think Wade gives us the best chance. To yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, who's going to give, uh, you know, Dylan or, or whoever. Really, it's Dylan at this point. It's I don't want to see Dylan, 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 Dylan. Hillman can, can come yep. in for, for, you know, garbage time, cleanup duty, whatever. He's, but, and not even that, by the way. He's he's actually pretty good out of the backfield. Uh, for catching, yeah, yeah. He had a couple That's of, true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like him in that role, but but as a runner. Sure, um, third down. I, I want Dylan it's, out there. It's, third it's, down. <laughs> that's true. I'll just give Dylan all the time. But, but, I don't, that's I don't the name care. of the game, though, right, is which quarterback can convince the defense that they're a threat to not right. just load the box on, on eight to nine guys. And I think they're different in that, you know, Wade might be better on those short completions to the tight ends, like you said. Um, but I think you can't discount Brown's, you know, ability to scramble. That's almost like being able to throw a big play. Um, and by the way, and we've said this all year, they're finally starting to unleash him. He had, what was it, a 30-yard yeah, run that was or whatever on, on a huge third down? That was, that, was a, that was a game-changing play. We've said all along that, you know, look, we knew he was a dual threat. We knew he was, you know, athletic. Why not run a... You know, you don't have to run a Tyler Murphy offense because I think the book was that he was a better thrower. Uh, maybe not as polished right now, but a better thrower. But let's at least let him get out there and make some plays with his legs. I don't know if it was a timidness on his part as a freshman or if it was conservativeness on the I coaches of let's not get our quarterback hurt. But you got to open him up, and they're doing that, and it's changing the offense. Uh, I don't know how good of a runner he actually is. If you watch that 30-yard play again, I mean, Louisville's D just, just doesn't look interested in trying to tackle him. It's actually incredible. Yeah, but he had a, but, nice, but no, he had right. a couple nice shakes last yeah, week, too. I mean, sure, he, he did. He yeah. did. That's fine. Um, but, no, you're right. I mean, that was a huge play. It was a 30-yard th- run on third down. Um, I think there was two minutes to go in the in the first half. You know, it led to a, a Dylan touchdown, uh, which we never do, right? We never close the half very well. But, but exactly. you know, they yep. did a great job climbing back into that football game. They received the ball. You know, that they had, they took momentum with them. Um, you know, going into halftime and, you know, really the old kick started. score, halftime exactly. score. Yeah, it's huge. BC hasn't done that since, I think, the 80s. Um, but it, it really, you know, it was a huge momentum changer. So it, I think you, you really can't go wrong at this point. Um, the way that, that Dylan's running the football, who, who can hand it off to Dylan is really the question. I think they're both capable of doing that. Um, but, no, it'll be interesting to see going forward. Obviously, Daz loves Brown, so I have a feeling that it will be Brown that's back out there. But, you know, it is huge to know that Wade is, uh, you know, a more than competent backup. And it was nice to see, too. I think that, you know, obviously part of the criticism we give Daz and his, and his in-game management, I think it was actually nice to see. Let's stick with the hot hand. I think that, 
you know, I, I don't think any of us would have been surprised if he, you know, Wade led a touchdown drive or even two touchdown drives, and then he still forced Brown back in there just because he's, you know, his guy, so to speak. Um, so it was nice to see, actually, let's, let's, you know, trust the quarterback, let's trust the team that's out there. We're looking good. Let's not mess with it. So I was happy to see that. I think the only negative note, and I have to throw this in here, uh, and it might not even be a negative note, there's an asterisk on it, uh, but just on a game management side of it, at the end of the game, we had a timeout left with, I think it was, uh, or we had two timeouts. Oh, I'm going dis- to dis- disagree with this one, I think. But why don't you say yeah, it? So, so, yeah, so we had it. So we were on the left hash. We ran a, we had a running play on the left hash, uh, whatever, you know, first or second down. 23 seconds left. We let it run all the way down to three and call the timeout. Uh, watching the game, I was you know, basically freaking out. Why are we not running it basically right to the center of the field? Hey, Matt, maybe Colt likes it on the left. You don't know that. I, I, I agree completely. So that is my one asterisk here. If this was a, a Lichtenberg request Matt. to keep it on the hash, then that changes it. But watching the game, you know, I, all I had was, was uh, reminiscence of, of uh, Spaziali not centering it on Duke and going off the upright and just you know, wanted you to kill myself all over me. again. Wise Daz using using a timeout on a on a third down from the forty. You you wanted to play for overtime. I couldn't believe what you were texting. You said why why isn't he you know why is he stopping the clock right and give them more time? No, no, you gave the, up on that the, drive, Matt. No, no, absolutely not. The reason the reason I I felt that way was because I thought that that was still in field goal range. So I thought we still had a good shot to take. It would have been a forty eight yard. Take the field it would goal. Forty eight yard. That's right, exactly. And it would have been. The issue is is that if you're going to kick a forty eight yarder with Lichtenberg, who's a good kicker, he's not an awesome kicker. But it's a good kicker. If you're going to take a 48 yarder, you don't want no time left on the yeah, clock. Yeah, but it was, when that it was third. It was because third you don't want to give the ball they, 50 they could, yard line. Louisville couldn't stop sure. a nosebleed. We were going to convert that. No, you're right, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think again, obviously that that paid off, and I'm and I'm certainly uh, you know happy to hear that. I think that segues actually very nicely into my dude of the week. I don't know if you have anything else. No, 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 game specific that you're going to get. It? I, yeah, yeah. Well, so. well, let me just say this. My my sure. my dude of the week. Um, Okay, you can go first. I think the, the dude this first? week for, for just unanimously is AJ Dillon. Let's just say that before sure. we yeah, 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 right. I don't think we have. I think it's it's one of those. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to say it. We don't want to just be completely unoriginal. So yeah, the guy is an absolute animal. Uh, he will be a mainstay on the heights for for years to come, and hopefully, have a statue of himself in you know five or six years, uh, which will be whatever one or two years after graduation. The guy's just an absolute. We can monster. put him right. We can put him right next to Daz. That'd be great. Right next to Daz, Connecticut born and bred. So shout out to. Uh, you know, whatever put in the waters. All we do in the state of Connecticut is produce good athletes. Uh, myself included, George Springer uh, is now playing, obviously, in the uh, ALCS. So uh, just a lot of good stuff coming out of the Nutmeg State lately. Um, with that, my dude of the week, again, against all odds, I'm going to, you're going to be happy with this, but I'm going to go with Coach Daz. You're damn right. Uh, That's the dude of the week. Yeah. You know, the guy, he, he you know, I think we were all kind of laughing about his press conference last week, but at the end of the day, he kind of put his nuts on the table. He said, look, this is my team. I believe in my team. Uh, you know, I'm not freaking out. I actually do think we have something here. And look, at the end of the day, he had seven days. He got his team ready, and and he you know completely backed it up on the field. He he coached aggressively. He coached to win. It's his. I think it was only his what second ever second half comeback at BC, which is kind of sad <laughs> in its own right. But like that's still awesome that it actually was able to do it against you a good talk team. About, I mean, obviously, Louisville's not great, but not not playing great right now. But they're still a, a top thirty team in the you country. Talk about a guy just hitting the lottery with that win, right? His back. You talk about someone's back against the wall. Daz's seat was so hot, and that press conference was just absurd. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, I don't think he knew anything that we didn't. He just got. He just got <laughs> I he's certainly don't know. I love Daz, so I can say that. He's not smart enough to actually like know something that we don't, right? But right, but, uh, right. talk about good timing. That's just you know, I was, I'm so psyched for that. But you know what? Honestly, maybe maybe it, maybe it honestly does speak a little bit though to you know his his locker and presence. I mean, obviously 
you know, maybe that did galvanize the galvanize the boys. If they, if they believe in him, he believes in them, whatever. Like that's maybe that's all it takes. So, you know, again, I'm not sure. And I, I said this earlier, I'm not sure if this changes my long term opinion just yet. I don't think it's honestly the time to even have that discussion because I think this was a, an awesome win and I just want to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, Daz is my dude of the week. He, you know, he talked a big game and he backed it up. Uh, this is, I think the game plan we all have been wanting to see for, you know, really the last five years minus the Murphy. Full disclosure, my dude of the week was also Daz, but my co-host made me change it. Um, so I will take, well, cause, cause by the way, because you're due to the week, I think every <laughs> single week so far has either been yourself or Daz. So like, it was not a surprise. I figured it was good to change it up. A little my bit. dude of the week. Uh, if you guys have been listening since the beginning, uh, you'll know that I was, uh, I watched the spring game quite a quite a bit um i would say four or five times too many yeah. times but I one, appreciate one it. guy yeah. that that really stood out in the spring game was was Hamp Cheevers. uh hasn't done anything since then that seems to, to be, be the case <laughs> when uh with, the, with the, the spring game standouts they never end up actually doing anything in real life um but talk about that turnover so louisville is driving down the field and and we, we all said it too like so once bc didn't convert that uh was a third and short, right? And they, they had, they had mm-hmm. to punt the mm-hmm. ball back to Louisville. Um, it was going to be one of those games, whoever ended up with the ball last was going to win. And, you know, sort of in that vein, Louisville was having no issues moving the ball down the field in the two-minute drill, um, you know, in the fourth quarter there. They were going to score uh, 100 times out of right. 100. Yep, completely. Uh, so they complete, you know, a, a 20-yard slant over the middle, which is our Achilles heel, it seems like. And uh, Hank Cheevers, number four, comes out of nowhere. And uh, just has a great tackle. Force gets gets hand on football and uh, squirts it loose. We don't win that game without that force fumble. No, absolutely not. They were going right into. They were think absolutely it. driving the football, uh, drive, driving down the field at will. Um, it's been a, it's been it's been something we've seen throughout the year, and it's you know not even a fault. It's just we're playing good offenses, but like our defense, I would say at best with you know halfway to go in the fourth quarter, they're just going to fall. Yeah. Down. So it's like you need to build these leads, and then you need to take and, advantage of the And mistakes. lost in all the, the offensive hype uh, was just how bad our defense was. We're not going to talk about that. Right. I mean, we're, we're playing. We don't, it's, tonight's a positive. It was a perfect a storm of, of, you know, their offense versus, you know, they have Lamar Jackson, whatever. I mean, that's a really good offense is what it is, right? Um, but shout out to Hamp Cheevers, man. That's a, that was just a hell of a play. Uh, oh, that's your yeah, guy. You've been, you've, been wait, you've been waiting for that dude for, like, you know, what, seven weeks? Whoever, whoever recovered that, that Whoever off. recovered the fumble, a uh, little pooed. Uh, oh, how about yeah, that, did, by the way? Just yeah, kind of give up, like, give up the football. Um, fortunately, right. we recovered, and, and the rest is history there. So um, so with that, speaking of pood, um, I'm going to give for the dude or pood this week, Matt, my pood is, is us not believing in the Eagles. I Both of us picked them to get absolutely yeah, yeah, blown out. Yep. I've been predicting them to win games that they had no business winning all year. <laughs> uh, you know, last week I said, you know what? We're, we're never going to win. In fact, we're going to get blown out. That was the first time I'd said we're actually going to get blown out. Um, and you know, joke was on me there. I, I really did think it was an awful matchup and it, it still is, but I, I underestimated, uh, you know, a, you know, AJ Dillon is, is the next Barry Sanders and B just how bad, uh, Louisville's defense is. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it was kind of a, again, a perfect storm in the way we needed things to break to actually be you know positive for the Eagles at the end of the day. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take being wrong. I think this was kind of a prevailing you know theme we saw on BC Twitter yesterday was a lot of people saying look I I was very wrong about what we expected here but I will gladly be wrong 10 times out of 10 if, if we get the performance we see so uh that that that's a good food do you want to I'll, I'll run with my actually I'll run with my dude here quickly um so I loved and I'm sure you saw this the official BC football Twitter which you know you like to see a little trash talk there they had that hold that L graphic 
which was uh, just great with the Louisville L pulled that loss for any of our older listeners who don't understand the reference. So it's, you know, hot in the streets. Um, and then combined it's a kind of a co-dude with the Dylan stiff arm. So both of them together, uh, basically getting BC to go viral. And I think we're both at the camp that, you know, all press is good press. Obviously these are both positive things too. If we can get ourselves to go viral, not only is that good for recruiting, but it's also just nice to get some positive love. I think every time Boston college athletics have been in the news the last 10 years, uh, with the exception of, you know, Andre Williams and, and maybe some of the Murphy stuff, it's been very, very, very negative. Um, so it's nice to actually get buzz in the, you know, in some crying face emojis, uh, in the positive light. So good job by, uh, what's his name? I think Mark whoever, Majewski whoever is like set the, that the graphics. Out. Yeah. Get, yeah. Mark Majewski is the guy. Yeah. So credit to him. Was credit to him hell, there. Hell of a tweet. Get, get, I mean, just yeah, an awesome tweet. yeah, it doesn't get much. And by the way, that. again, and that Dylan Stiffarm, I can watch, I, I think I've seen like four or five, uh, angles of it. I want, I want a hundred angles. I want literally every single camera in the world. I just, I need, I need that just shot directly into my veins. That was just absolutely, just, I mean, not, it, it can't even say it was textbook because they don't even teach you to do, do it that way. It was just, it was the it's best just, thing. It's a, gr- life, it's a so. grown man playing against boys. It really is. I just can't wait to, to watch him the next five years. Him and Daz are just going to be like the bash brothers. Uh, <laughs> speaking of social media, I'll, I'll throw my dude out, out there. Um, Sammy Adams, if you guys know anything oh about me, oh boy. Uh, yep. Sammy okay. Adams, um, Boston's boy, is a bit of a, a childhood hero of mine. He was this, yeah, of, of freshman year, he of was freshman the, year soundtrack the fame, and that's about it. Absolute soundtrack of college, um, and actually, t- I still I still listen to him uh, on a on a daily basis. Uh, Spotify, you know, at the end of each year, they they sort of send you your your year in review, and I was, uh, you know, actually, I, I I learned and I was I was overjoyed to learn that. I was in the 1% of CME Adams listeners. Um, we are the 1%. Based on, based on the play count there. So um, feel really good about that. <laughs> getting, to, getting to the dude part here, we sent out a tweet to, to Sammy Adams. He actually retweeted it. Um, no big deal. Uh, but talk about just topping off a great game with a great retweet. That's my dude. Yeah, going viral. Again, I think it's you mentioned it. Credit to him. He's the type of guy that you know, you know, you know what you're getting. If you, if you say anything like, Hey, Sammy Adams, you know, Boston, boom, right. retweet. Every done. time. So, you know your audience. You took care of good business there. So uh, I think we did get a couple more followers. Who was, uh, who was a former uh, Eagle offensive oh, lineman we got to follow? Shout from? out Matt know. Tennant. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if that was the, and Patriots I don't know if that was the, right. I don't know if that was the Sam Adams tweet, but I'll, I'll take <laughs> it anyway. We can get right? it. So. Right, exactly. Uh, my my pood is going to be uh, the fact that there were two humongous upsets on Friday night. Just completely yes. overshadowing the win in the, in the in the grand scheme of thing, it's incredible, right? Every like time. if this was any other if this was any other week, and, and maybe not because obviously Louisville, uh, you know, is out of the top twenty five, but like that's still the biggest upset in the ACC by far. Uh, and then obviously, of course, here comes Syracuse just knocking off the, in my opinion, best team in the country. And that was such a low point. Uh, so completely Friday night too, yeah. right? Because because everyone right. was like, right. oh, what has Daz done? Syracuse just you know Dino Babers is is. You know, can I coach Alabama next year? Yep, another yeah, team on the, on yeah, the rise, we're right? We're, we're... And I'll tell you what Daz does. Daz responds. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my poot is just, you know, overshadowing it. And then obviously there was the uh, what the, uh, the the Cal upset as well. So two in a row there. Uh, but, again, I think that's if – that, if that's the worst of the weekend, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take that is, is us not getting the shine for an awesome upset win. Um, so I think that, that wraps up. The, the most of the Louisville talk now, we are actually very excited to bring the first interview in the history of the Lot of Dudes podcast. Uh, we have Patrick Tolls, former QB1 of the Boston College Eagles, uh, sat down with us for about 10 minutes to talk about 
everything uh, about you know about this Boston College team, as well as uh, some good Louisville hates Kentucky boy. So definitely hates the Cardinals. So uh, enjoy the interview with Pat. All right, so we now welcome on a very special guest, uh, former QB one of the Boston College Eagles, a true dude, uh, you know, in the real sense of the sense of the word. Patty Ice, Patrick Tolls. Pat, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Uh, so before we get started, in honor of the esteemed Rick Pitino and Olive Gardens everywhere, uh, we figured it would just be a good way to, to start it off, giving you 15 seconds uh, to bash Louisville. So the clock is ready. So uh, go ahead whenever you uh, want to get started. Well, I'll say that uh, you know they were my first uh, offer, um, and you know for, it sucked because for 25 minutes I had to be excited about it. <laughs> um, you know, if there's one school that I had zero, um, you know, want to go to, it's them. Um, and it was the greatest day of my life on Saturday. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. You kept it uh, kept it within 15 seconds there as well. So uh, nice work. I, Obviously, Rick would Matt, be Rick would Matt, be proud. I clocked, him at, I clocked him at 16, which which means he lasted longer than Rick did. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a nice job. Uh, so we'll, so we'll dive right in, Matt. Do you want to uh, get the yeah. first question going here? So so speaking of that game, I mean, so we hate Louisville too, but but obviously not at the same uh, you know level that you do being being a Kentucky guy. You, you were at the game, correct? Yes, I was four rows up. Oh, that's awesome. So can you just put into words or try to just express what a, what a W by BC over Louisville means, or, or really any time Louisville loses? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I – so I had four tries at Kentucky and was over four. And then, you know, we played them last year at BC and lost then. So, unbelievable. You know, ran the football so effectively – when AJ Dillon had that stiff arm, I, you know, I thought I passed out. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, just just winning the the most un BC way, um, you know, scoring forty five points. I mean, you could have, you could have. I mean, I wouldn't have put anything that we were going to score forty five points. I would have bet my house. You know, I don't. I live. No, it's fine. But I mean, forty five <laughs> points. I mean, that's. Where the- <laughs> we're the we're probably the most optimistic BC fans you'll ever meet. And both of us had us losing by a million on Saturday pregame. That was our prediction. Well, the, we were both – I mean, we were both blown away. I mean, I, I couldn't believe right. what I was seeing. That did not look like the Boston College we know. Well, no, and, and then, you know, we, we go up 14. Um, and then, you know, Lamar goes all Lamar and, you know, scores those two quick touchdowns. And I'm looking at my dad and I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. And well, then, that's, you know, you know that's, think, that's kind of the problem. We're saying this, you know, with our defense, we're, we're good, but we're just – we're out there too long. So these guys are getting gassed. Uh, exactly it just seems like inevitable that at some point a team's going to make a run in the fourth quarter. So to build right. that lead is obviously huge, but uh, obviously hanging on was uh, a dream come true. Oh, absolutely. Um, so obviously this is a, obviously a great time to have you on as the former quarterback you've played with, uh, obviously both both Wade and Brown. Uh, it sounds like we might have a little bit of a QB battle on our hands right now. Uh, what I've heard is that it's it's – uh, you know, they're going to stick with Brown, but just kind of wanted to get your opinion as someone who's been in the room with both these guys, you know, a, who you would, you know, who you think we should go with. Uh, and then the second part of that question is obviously, you know, as a young quarterback with Brown, what do you see the uncertainty doing? And if there's, you know, actually a, a controversy, uh, you know, what do you see that doing to his confidence? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think Anthony definitely has a higher ceiling. Uh, I was glad last year that he was 18 years old because he would have been playing over me. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's a hard, you know, once you kind of, you know, bring in that second quarterback, um, you kind of let the kind of flood get to, uh, hey, you know, am I going to stick with one guy again? Or, you know, once, once you, not, I know Anthony got hurt, but once you do that once, it's kind of a, a way easier thing to do twice. You go with a hot hand, you know, maybe you start Anthony and, 
Um, see how he does. I know he hurt his, you know, I guess, his shoulder in the last game. And just play him out until something happens. And, then, you know, Darius has shown that he can handle it. Um, I don't think that, you know, Darius necessarily is can be that really feature guy that Anthony can. Um, but I think, you know, if you got A.J. running like that, I don't really think he has to. Yeah, no, I was just—I was just gonna say you could throw me out there, and if AJ is running <laughs> over people like he is, we probably get a W. So <laughs> anybody can turn the ball off. So <laughs> uh, real quick, just want to talk about uh, Coach Adazio a little bit here. You know, I, I love Coach Daz, and I'm—I'm I'm certainly in the minority. But from a you know a fan perspective, can you just talk a little bit about you know what it means playing for him, what kind of coach he is compared to some of the other coaches you have? I mean, we see the videos after you know big a big win like that. Yeah, yeah. It seems, seems like the players love him. So just touch on yeah, that yeah. a little bit. You know, I'll say, you know, schematically, um, you know, I've been around, you know, um, I guess better coaches, I guess. Um, you know, you're, you're, were you going to say smarter? <laughs> smarter <laughs> would work. Not necessarily smarter, but just like, you know, as far as, you know, I, I, I wasn't used to playing kind of running the game that, you know, he likes to call it. Um, but he, like I said, he, he did a great job against, uh, against Louisville, so I can't complain there. But if there's ever been a coach, you know, that you're sitting there in a, in the meeting room and you want to, like, bash your head against a wall for, it's him. I mean, you talk about a guy who just – I don't know how he does it, but just gets you to, you know, just buy in so much. You know, and it's – we don't really get all the highly recruited guys, you know, guys with attitudes and stuff or guys, you know, prima donnas that think that, you know, their, you know, their shit doesn't stink and all that. Um, you know, we get guys who are, you know – two and three and four star guys who just have worked hard their whole lives and that's it. Um, and that's kind of the, the mentality that he kind of displaced us. And it's very attractive for, for guys like us, for dudes like us, as I should say. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so this question came up when I was uh, trying to get in contact with you to, uh, to have you come on here. So uh, obviously you were Mr. Kentucky football, Gatorade player of the year, QB one for both an ACC and SEC school. Do you have any rational reason for your DMs being closed to the open public? I just feel like that's a huge missed opportunity on your part. You know, I didn't think – I was actually like – I didn't know that you could open them to the open public. I know I'm not a private account. No, so you're not. But, yeah, there's, there's, you're, you're, you're definitely, missing out, uh, definitely missing out there on a lot of stuff, I would, I would imagine. How do I, how do I switch that? To be honest, I don't <laughs> know because I'm, I'm certainly not in a position to uh, – <laughs> to, to, for that to matter so uh yeah that's that's gonna I, be I kinda like it though you play hard to get that's the way to do it yeah well, I, I guess we'll call it that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right we, we got a couple questions left actually let's let's do some quick hitters let's uh let's do a little get to know uh patty ice segment uh so obviously you know kentucky guy so obviously you know the land of the bourbon uh but right. your nickname is also patty ice and you went to bc or you, know, you spent a year at bc which uh is definitely a natty light natty ice school so if you had to pick bourbon versus uh natty light and ice we'll throw them both together uh what are you going with bourbon okay no questions asked no questions asked <laughs> love it well, so I, I, gotta, I mean it, i mean i'm not gonna i mean like if i'm going out you know there's no way i'm gonna have nine bourbons right I'll try. <laughs> that's a good call that's if a good you call. offer me you know if you offer me hey pat here's a here's a fifth of woodford or, or pat here's you know a, a 30 pack of natty ice i think i'll give you back the 30 pack of natty ice and take the fifth all right well, we'll definitely gladly take it off your hands so uh that okay. sounds like a good trade yeah. <laughs> uh pat saw a tweet this morning get ready for christmas uh christmas song season what's your favorite christmas song um he's a, he's a quick man uh, pat you all go, i want you know, for your head here. all i want for christmas is you by michael buble Ooh, all right, a little I remix. I like it. Yeah. I'm a blue play guy myself. Good answer. Yeah. 
Uh, again, obviously you played both ACC, SEC. If you just had to go uh, one or the other, ACC, SEC, kind of take this to me however you want. Better conference, uh, more fun, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you want to go with. What's uh, what's your choice here? SEC. No question. No question. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't include that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, bear in mind on this last question here, this is a Boston College podcast here. Uh, Eagles play the Wildcats tomorrow. Who are you rooting for? Eagles play the Wildcats. Oh, Eagles. This is hypothetical. That a boy. Good answer. Yes. And I don't care who asked me that. Like you can, I can, you can put me on a Kentucky podcast and I'll say the Eagles. Love it. I love to hear it. Love it. Uh, all right, so I, th- I think the last thing that we just want to we want to get here is uh, you know your predictions for for the rest of the year. Obviously, coming off a high note, uh, definitely winnable game, but you know a strong opponent on Saturday. So Saturday's prediction, and then you know where you see for the next what five games uh, that we have left on the slate. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, you look at the beginning of the year, you look at a team like NC State, and you think that hey, you know, that's a really winnable game. They're playing out of their minds right now, so you think well, maybe not that one. Um, I think we definitely, you know, need a win at Virginia. I think we're very capable of going into Virginia and beating them. Um, you know, I think you look at Syracuse and UConn. Um, I mean, both of those should be wins. And I think if we pick off either, you know, I guess Florida State or, you know, NC State, right? And then who else we got left there? Yeah, so that's it. Those are the five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Florida State and NC State I think will be the tough ones if we win the other three. I think, you know, good old Dawes is back for 2018. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we started the year saying we were on the road to 10-2. and two. Again, I think, uh, like Matt said, we uh, are sometimes a little bit irrational, but you got to believe. So I think we're, uh, we're going to go with 8-4. and four. That's, uh, that's where we're going. Well, I think we're about to make a run here. I don't see another loss on this schedule. When we, when we go on a five-game <laughs> winning streak and we go 8-4, and four, we're going to give you a call back and say, I told you so, Pat. How's that? And I will be, and I will be the first one to answer. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, I love it. Well, All Pat, right. thanks, uh, thanks a lot for your time. This was, uh, this was great, obviously. Uh, very, very jealous that you got to see that, that win in person, that stiff arm in person. So uh, oh, keep yeah. doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks for the time. Awesome. Thanks, Pat. You. Really appreciate it. Go Eagles. All right, and thanks to Pat Tolls for, uh, for a great interview. I think we can all agree. Uh, fuck Louisville. And uh, with that, let's jump into some UVA talk. Matt, what do you got? Fun facts. Let's hear them. Yeah, so first things first, I mean, this is, this is uh, many people are saying that this is a potential preview of the ACC championship game down in Charlotte, two hottest teams in the ACC, um, in all seriousness, I mean, you know, the Virginia side, at least, they're, what, five and one, I mean, they're, we'll, we'll get into whether or not we think they're, we think they're, you know, really strong or not, but hey, they Matt, absolutely Matt, are on the track right now to get to the championship BC game. If BC played all FCS team, no, we'd, I agree. Be, we'd be five and one. Look, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but it is still, you know, credit to, uh, credit to them. This is obviously going to be a pretty huge game for them. Um, so again, let's start with the fun facts. So this one is a little bit anecdotal, maybe not that relatable, but we're going to roll with it anyways. The film Evan Almighty, which everyone knows is the sequel to Bruce Almighty. It was about Noah's Ark. Uh, it was filmed largely on campus and in the surrounding Charlottesville area. So that in itself is obviously cool. Matt, it's, is, that your, is that your anecdotal one? It's anecdotal. The, the one that you said I definitely wouldn't have? Yo, that was, that's that was on, my, your that's on my list. Well, yep. the reason it's on my list, uh, freshman year. We, we looked at the same site. Yeah, we we looked at the same website every <laughs> we time. We always do. We always do. Uh, freshman year, I wrote an awesome paper uh, in the biblical heritage class. Got an A- minus on it. Basically, it was essentially a book report about the movie Evan Almighty and how it was and was not similar to the actual story of Noah's Ark in the Bible. So that story will always have a, uh, you know, hold a special place in, you know, my good Irish Catholic heart. So shout out to Evan Almighty. Morgan Freeman plays a great God. Uh, Steve Carell is, is, is always good. So, yeah, I, I understand that the fact that it, Evan Almighty was filmed there might be 
on your list. But again, the anecdotal piece, I, I, gotcha. I will always bring up Evan Almighty in any conversation whenever I have that opportunity. I didn't I didn't have that extra nugget. And I'm glad that you presented this one because I thought that was the, the Jim Carrey one. But that's actually. I mean, no, that was Bruce. That was Bruce. That was in Buffalo. That was the sequel. No, um, Bruce was the original. Evan was the sequel. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. right. Um, all right. Can I go next? Sure. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, fun fact about UVA is that uh, Theodore Geisel, uh, better known as Dr. Seuss, was Love actually it. rejected um, from admission to the university. Um, and, and, and that's that's fun in and of itself. But get this, Matt. It's believed that Whoville, which is obviously the setting in uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, is actually based on the, the Wahoos. You know, it's named for Who's, the Who'sville. Who's Wahoo. Wahoo, by the way, the fish that can drink its own weight in water. That was again, my next fact. Got this. That was ah, next fact. Sorry, sorry. Again, this is what happens. We, we, we need to change our sources up so we have a little uh, little more excitement. But again, hopefully our readers aren't skipping ahead or our listeners aren't reading ahead. And this will be surprising to them, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you took all three of mine, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to move on. I love it. I'll, right. give you the, I'll give you the first pick overall in the, uh, in the alumni. By the way, let me just say everyone... before we get into it, this is – it's so nice to actually have like a real school that we're playing again with legitimate alumni. After the, the Louisville week, which is just an absolute disaster from an alumni base, um, this is a, uh, a very nice group that we have the opportunity to choose from here. So it should be a, should be a very solid uh, six-man six lineup here. Hey, Matt, thanks for letting me go first, but that's actually a trap because it's a snake trap. Why don't you go first? <laughs> All right. Well, with that, you know, there's there's a lot of really good ones to choose from. By the way, uh, I gamble every time I give you the first pick because I have one that I just I can't have you having, but I have a it, feeling you, you take them every time. So yeah, it's, it's an it's an old school prisoner's dilemma here. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat because I know obviously you have the next two coming up. I'm gonna go with John Brinkus. Oh. Yeah, I had a feeling. That's the thing. I, I know you. I know you too well. I know what you're picking. I'm gonna go John Brinkus. He is of course the host of Sports Science uh, on ESPN and ESPN two. Uh, just a tremendous show. He always, you know, gets the gets the math, and I like how they slow down the people when they run. Just an overall awesome show. John Brinkus, good haircut, great guy, love it. And Von Von Miller tackles the quarterback with with ten trillion newtons of force. The <laughs> no one knows what any of this means. No one knows what this means. Of getting hit by fourteen school buses at the same right. time. Um, yeah, good, no, I'm, yeah all, I'm all for it. So yeah, John one, Brinkus is a, is a solid number one overall pick. All right, uh, in the two hole, I'm gonna go with. Uh, tough i know it's a good list but i didn't do a good job here matt i'm gonna go with brian from the oc okay so, that uh, wouldn't have been my that wouldn't have been my second overall pick but yeah okay. he, he went there um in my in my third pick uh i'm gonna go with edgar Allan poe yeah that's who, okay that's a, that's a much better pick <laughs> he uh he only attended for for one semester then he he left to go marry his cousin and obviously write you know scary books um, and then just Halloween, bring, by the way, it's Halloween. So that's yeah, possible. good yep. one, Matt. And just to bring it home, everyone knows this, but Edgar Allan Poe was obviously born in Boston. Um, and I'll give you some, some anecdotal information here, Matt. Uh, I was obviously in Charleston, South Carolina last weekend, and, um, I ended up at a place called Post Tavern, uh, which is obviously named for Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. He was stationed, uh, down in, down in Charleston, Fort Moultrie, I believe, which is right across the bay from Fort Sumter. Um, he was stationed down there, uh, in the U S army down in the, uh, 1820s. And if you go to the bathroom there, there's pages all over the, the walls from his books uh, so you can read while you pee. Huh. That's very relatable. That's a good that's a good fact. So that was your three. That's I like that three a lot. Um, I'm going to keep it in the pool. Uh, I don't know. I've got I've got four really good ones left on the board. Can I do a can I can I have a, a, an exception here? I have a, kind of a package deal and I want to put it just as one person lineup. Yeah, but it would it would. 
it would take your four and your five slot is the only caveat there. Well, no, because then we no because I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. This is my number four. Yeah, uh, you can do yeah you can do four and five at the same time, but then I I that counts as your four and ooh. five. That I'll be honest, I don't I don't like the uh, the 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 box you're putting me in here. With that said, everybody knows I'm a huge, huge, huge Kennedy fan. Uh, I love the Kennedys. Love everything about Camelot. Just a you know humongous. Maybe it's you know the Irish Catholic, whatever. Uh, Who's your favorite, Matt? You got to pick one. Gun to my head, RFK. Well, I can't say wow. gun to my head. That was yeah, that was inappropriate. Anyways, uh, with that said, I will officially go with RFK as my uh, as my fourth overall pick here. Though, if it was if if it was playing by my rules, I would use Ted as kind of a package deal there. They would only take up one spot on the roster, Ted, Ted and Robert. Uh, but since you're making me choose, I'm just going to go Robert. Uh, and then for my fifth, I'm going to go with Woodrow Wilson. I think anytime you can have a president go to your school, that's pretty cool, especially for for schools that we play. Uh, since we're not, you know, playing the Ivies too often. So Woodrow Wilson, uh, he had 14 points. Those were important in World War One, I, I think. Um, so shout out to shout out to Woodrow Wilson. Now Woodrow Wilson, I believe, led the country into you know one of the worst depressions of all time. Yeah, I don't, didn't, I don't, I don't know they... that he was a good president. Well, I don't know. He he had 14 points. I think. Oh, that's Hoover. That's Hoover. They, Hoover was really bad. The, the Hooverville was the where they correct people all correct lived. Never mind. Sorry, Woodrow. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows if Woodrow was good or not? Again, I know he had 14 points overall. Though cool that there's a president from a school we play. So shout uh, out to him. Ryan from the OC. By the way, I, I he was the one that that didn't date Rachel Bilson. So actually, never mind. That was I sort of figured that out in my head. So so never mind. I'm gonna keep him at my two Whoa, spot. Whoa, this is this but, is unpro- are you. Are no, you, I'm gonna keep. Are I'm you changing him? Okay. I thought I thought Ryan was dating Summer, who you know whatever. But no, we just we gotta leave him in there because I only have one left, Matt. And it's uh it's Tina Fey. Great. Pick. So okay. uh, obviously you have uh the Tina Fey versus Amy Poehler battle. Amy Poehler is obviously a BC alum, so you have uh, a little bit of you know extra on the line here. So do, do you think they do any? Do you think they do any sort of mayor's bet? Like, do you think they care enough to like actually you know talk a little shit to one another and and put something good on the line here? Like. I, I think mean, that they're like, like so far removed. I think they have no clue this game's happening, Matt. That's too bad. <laughs> if I, were to guess. That's, I, mean, I mean, I can't blame them for not caring about a UVA-BC football game. But, you know, again, that's uh, that's unfortunate. The only one that we left off that if I had to uh, put another one on would be Tony Miola. Of course, the oh, backbone, wow. of, backbone of USA soccer. LA I think Galaxy. Just, yeah, if you just ask any casual USA soccer fan, wait, probably wait, wait. over the age of 25, I think they'd go Tony Miola as their, uh, as their guy. He was a he was a Kansas City whiz. I think he was. Actually. Yeah, he was a whiz. He was a whiz. Great goalie. Um, and the other thing we 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 had this with uh, we had this with Virginia Tech as well. But there were like ten astronauts on this yeah. on this list. So maybe that's an ACT trend. I don't know why BC doesn't have any astronauts, but something we can uh, we can work on, I guess. Speaking of uh, human beings that are built like RVs, uh, it's like Tony Tony Miola was a big guy. He was. Uh, this this brings us to our travelability slash RV. Very rankings. nice segue. And this that yeah, was pretty good, right? This will be interesting too because um, you'll be down there, correct, Matt, for the game, so we can kind of see. That's know, right. We'll we'll, we'll we'll you know make our predictions and then we'll see which one shook out closer to <laughs> the number of RVs. So this yeah, will be interesting. Do you want, do you want, yeah. Do you want to do you want to kick it off? No, can you can you please? Sure, yeah, I'll get started. So so yeah, just a bit about the trip. We're uh, we've got a house for I think twelve eagles. Uh, it's it's conveniently located right on Frat Row. I didn't necessarily pick it that way, but one of those ones that just kind of had a fortuitous way of working out. Uh, we're taking the Amtrak down. It's a little bit of a party train, seven hour train down, seven hour train back. So should be an awesome time in Charlottesville. Uh, you know, with that, heard it's obviously a very fun city to visit. A lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good you know restaurants, Southern culture, whatever. Uh, so fortunately, I guess with the noon game, like we'll have some time to enjoy 
you know, whatever's going on Friday night and then sometimes Saturday afternoon, Saturday night as well. So hopefully get a little bit of, of kind of the UVA, uh, UVA culture, whatever's, whatever's going on there. So I'm very excited for that piece of it. Um, I think the other thing that increases this score is the fact that, uh, because they are a coastal team that is not our direct crossover, we only play at them like once every, I don't know if the actual number is what, once every 10 years, something like that. Is that probably the, the rule? I don't know the permutations. You're, you're the math guy, not me, but that sounds, guys. that sounds right. Something like once in a decade. So I think that's, that's a pretty huge piece. Uh, you know, honestly, they, I think we all came into this, you know, assuming it was just going to be kind of a walkover game, but they are pretty, uh, you know, hot team right now. They're obviously very highly ranked. So should be a good crowd. It's homecoming for them. Uh, so it should be a pretty good atmosphere. Very nice weather. Uh, overall, I'm going to go 4.4, uh, which is pretty high. Obviously, it's getting a bump from the fact that I'm there. I'm very excited uh, for that trip. It's it's our one road trip we like to make every year, and I think it should be uh, should be a good one. Yeah, and I'm I'm right at that number too. I'm at, I'm at 4.2, and that's that's probably because I I will not be there. Unfortunately, I'm instead traveling over to uh, the Penn State Michigan game, which should be a real treat. You know, obviously college game day, night game, prime time. Uh, should be good, but part of me does want to be at this UVA game because I'm so excited uh, at where BC's. You, you don't know who's going to show up next game. We'll get into this in a little bit, but um, you know, obviously th- with the game they just played, UVA is five and one, which is you know good when you think five and one when you don't look at who they've actually played. Um, so it's one of those games that means a lot more, like you said, Matt, than anyone thought coming in. Um, and, and I think it'll, it'll have a big impact on how this season turns out. Like you said, Charlottesville's a great city. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily known for their tailgating, right? I mean, I think they're somewhat apathetic. Yeah. They, they don't have a great football tradition, uh, especially recently. But, um, you know, it's one of those trips that, like you said, uh, it's it's a once in a – you know, we're only 26 once, right? Or 20, exactly. Or 26, yep. right? So yep. um, it's, it's right in the wheelhouse. You're not going to have this, this chance again to go down there. And, so. I, and I will say one thing I, I love, and there's a few schools that have this, and I'm always very jealous of it. It's not necessarily super conducive to, like, an awesome atmosphere. Uh, but I'm so jealous of the basically the hill they have that like students will watch the game from that hill. I think that'd be such a cool way to watch a Division One football game, just like kind of basically you know laying out in the grass on you know on a on a you know slope. You know you're what 20 yards from the field, so I think that's an awesome setup. Clemson has a hill. I don't know if people can sit on that. I, I think they can, uh, but there's definitely a few other ACC schools that have the same setup. So that's now is a, that, uh, that's is, that cool different for, is that different from a Grove? A grove. So the so, grove is the grove is like old mess. That's like trees. Right, right, right. The grove yeah, is yeah, trees. Yeah. trees. Right, right. So fun fact, and this is getting off a tangent here, but uh, when Matt and I, and with all our buddies, we, we walk from Brighton, we try to go through the trees, and we, we try to make it. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense when you've had you know a million beers, but we, we walk through the trees, and it's like we're at a big time football school. That's you can't like, explain it. You can't explain it, but you just got to do it. And that's, you know what, honestly, that's that's kind of, I think, what we're trying to do here with, with just everything. We just are trying to pretend, like, people care about BC and it's story, a real football story school. Of my so, life, if we could go through a couple trees and be like, hey, this is actually what people in the South do, then, all right, we're, you know, let us let us just have that moment. All right. So that should be a, a, a great weekend. Looking looking forward to, to hearing how that goes. Um, I have to root for Penn State this weekend, which is something I've, I've Ooh, never thought I'd, I'd have yeah. to do. But, um, like, don't, don't, you know, yeah. I've never I've never seen, you know, a, a big-time football game like this. Uh, so, so that should be a, a pretty good experience. I'll report back on that, but you know, obviously go Eagles. By the way, Let's, credit to us. What a, what a podcast we're sending, uh, you know, our two hosts to two different division one football games this week. I mean, who I'll else is better what, than this? It's incredible. That's called, that's dedication and it's for you guys too. I want to make that clear. <laughs> we wouldn't that's, have done this if not for the podcast. So thank you right. all. For everyone listening right and now. And the, uh, the F3 sponsorship. Right. Team, so F3, thanks, thanks to the sponsors. Of, they didn't give us a choice, <laughs> but, um, all right. So with, with that, let's, uh, let's talk a little football here. 
So I'm, I've said this, you know, several times throughout the course of the season. UVA stinks at football. I, I, and I'll say it again. They still stink. Matt, if, if, they were a, if this was basketball, right, they'd have a pretty good resume, right? They have wins over. Well, let's start from the beginning. They, they played William & Mary. They barely snuck away with a win. They lost to Indiana. They barely beat UConn. They barely beat Boise State. Barely beat Duke. And they probably should have lost to UNC last week. If this was basketball, yeah, that's fine, right, Matt? They, they got wins over UConn, Duke, UNC. I think that's great for basketball. Matt, this is football, isn't it? It is football, confirmed. It's football. So, and, and everyone gets on, everyone gets on Daz because that's just what they do. But you know, when when the or Bates, I guess, right? But when we schedule, you know, shitty teams, and you know, we beat Howard by sixty nine, uh, seventy six, actually. Um, yeah, everyone gets everyone gets on, uh, you know, BC about it. Oh, who they they haven't beat any beat anyone now, like. Uh, UVA is five and one with a shit schedule, and they're getting votes. They're, you know, if you look at, they got ten uh, poll votes. Matt, they're the yeah. twenty. They're the twenty ninth team in the, the country only, right now, according to the poll. That's a joke. The, the only thing, the only thing I'll say, and I think this is a theme that you bring up a lot, is you play who you play, right? Like your conference is your conference. Yeah, obviously, if we were in that, or if we were in the Big East, like we'd have a better record. Uh, but they're beating everyone they have to beat, and they're doing what they have to do right now to be. They lost to Indiana. Yeah, which Indiana, by the way, I mean, they, they hung tough with Michigan. Indiana's not, you know, a complete slouch. Uh, they're certainly not, you know, Indiana of old. That's not like a horrible loss. But, again, they're undefeated right now in the ACC. So they, you know, are absolutely in the driver's seat. I don't know what the rest of their year looks like in terms of, obviously, at some point they're playing uh, Miami, Miami Virginia and Tech Fox Tech, out, right? So, yeah, so, that, I mean, right, right. So, so they could very much, you know, depending on, obviously, what happens on Saturday, be in the driver's seat. Um, you know, yeah, I agree. They haven't played anyone tough and the coastal is so, so bad. And I, I do really think they'd be, you know, what, two and four with our schedule, but you know, at the same time, they've won the games that they've needed to win. Um, and it's a huge ACC game at home. So I think it'll be a good atmosphere and, and they'll be, you know, jacked up. This is obviously not their first test. I don't think it'd be safe, you know, for us to call ourselves a test even after no. last week. <laughs> um, you know, I think they've obviously, they, you know, they took care of Duke who's, I would say a stronger than 50% team in the, in the coastal probably, right. They're probably in the top half of the coastal. Um, but you know, also I think it speaks to just the fact that the ACC in general right now is, it's just weird. It's a weird year. You know, Florida state's down NC state. No one knows about Louisville's up and down. We're horrible, but then we beat Louisville, uh, Syracuse beat Clemson. Just like in, in both sides of it, no one really knows who's good and who's not good. So to be honest, I don't really know what to expect other than the fact that, look, they've won the games they needed to win. Uh, that's, that's all you can ask for. So, you know, I'm definitely concerned about this this game. I think they're what seven and a half point favorites. Which I was texting a, a UVA friend of mine. I think we both agree that that's that's high. Uh, I expected probably be more in the four and a half, uh, four and a half area. But you know, I, I think that this is. I, I personally, and I think you probably agree. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose. I'm not going to get into predictions yet. But this is a game. If we lose, it's not going to be like you know, what the hell happened. We are a better team than them. I will be uh, shocked across the board. I'll be shocked if we lose this game. Matt, this team went two and ten last year. Yeah, they, no, they I, I agree. Stink. They're not a great team. No one's no one's arguing that. But again, I, they, I am a big Bronco. They've Mendel. stepped up to every. They've stepped up to every challenge they've had so far this year, and they've they've, they've passed every test. So uh, there's really nothing more you can ask for again, obviously, than the other than the one loss. I agree, they're the not the thirtieth best team in the country, but it is what it is. The only positive thing I'll say about them is I, I do love their coach Bronco Mendenhall. He coached BYU for I don't know twenty years, and, and by BYU, the way, that's a good that's name. A, like that's just a good name. Period. Matt, Matt, if you think his name's good, do you know what his kids are called? He's got Storm. Does he got a kid named Storm or something a, like that's that? That's a pretty good guess. His, <laughs> he's got three kids: um, Breaker, Raider, and Cutter Mendenhall. That's pretty good. 
That's, that's very good. That's, that's a football, football family. That's a football family right there. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's a strong. That makes me a little more worried. I'll be honest. I, I felt I felt a little more confident about this game until until you told me that fact. So I'm not not thrilled with you there, but I appreciate uh, you, you getting the facts out on the table. I think the takeaways here with with UVA is just as poorly as we matched up with Louisville last week. We match up so well with with, uh, with UVA. They're susceptible to the run, which we proved that we have probably yep, the best running absolutely. back in the history of football. Um, you know, in fact, they, they, UNC, by the way, is, is one in five there. That's a shitty UNC team this year. Um, they allowed a billion yards to them, six yards per carry. Uh, they obviously don't have A.J. Dillon. I think that we can just run it down their throats. I don't think we'll put up 45 again, Matt, but I, I tell you what, I do think that, that we have the ability to get under the 30s. Um, so I, I have, and I'll, I'll go with our, my official prediction here, I have 31 to 10 BC. That's wow. A, that's, a, uh, that's a It's a whopping. I mean, I hope so. That would that would make that would make my trip a lot more fun. Uh, I still have us winning. I have it twenty-seven, twenty-one. So certainly a lot closer. Uh, I do think it'll be somewhat of a grinded-out game. You know, obviously, I think the game plan is going to change potentially a little bit depending on if we go Wade or Brown. So obviously, time will be uh, time will have to tell there. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we definitely have the you know ability to beat these guys if we play. Look, let's put it this way: if we play like we played against Louisville. Um, with the exception of our defense giving up some of those big plays, I think you know there's there's not many teams on our schedule that we don't beat, um, including you know Notre Dame and teams that we've already that we've already played and lost to. If we play like we played against Wake Forest, uh, and if we play like we played against you know Vatech even, then it's a completely different story. And you know, so at the end of the day, it's a tale of two teams that we've seen throughout this year. So it's kind of a question of who you're going to get. I'm hoping again that Daz's press conference two weeks ago and the performance you saw last week has galvanized this team and they've actually gelled and are you know, really starting to, to play with confidence. And we're going to see the, the Eagles that we all hope to see the rest of the year, including on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm, I'm just not going to be surprised one way or the other. I, I think it, a lot of it hinges on Loeffler, too. And, Matt, sure. watch, the, watch this. He's been a little uh, Jekyll and Hyde this year. Yep. Get Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, uh, did, he write, did he do that? I assumed, but we'll maybe go not. With it. Go with it. It sounds good. I like it. So I, I don't know if that's right, but I like it. It wasn't Charles Dickens, was it? No, I... I you're Charles Edgar Dickens' Allen, Tale of Two Cities, which also works here, but yeah. Best of times and worst of times, right? Sure is. Wow, sure we're, is. We're, we're cooking we're with moving. We're moving. <laughs> we're cooking, Matt. Uh, but no, but Loffler, you never know which Loffler's going to show up week to week. Uh, his game plan on, uh, last week, to me, was, was pretty perfect. I had a really funny tweet that no one got, apparently, where I said, uh, I'm worried about NASA poaching Loffler, uh, <laughs> which I was laughing out loud as very, I said it. Very funny tweet, Matt. Other, people, tweet. other people didn't get it. Um, but that's that's fine. But yeah, if he puts together, and it shouldn't be that difficult when you have AJ Dillon and the way the, the, the offensive line's playing, right? Throw throw a couple, you know, passes, you know, bootlegs. What, do something to just keep the defense honest and let AJ Dillon do the rest. So. And by the way, um, hang on, I don't want I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but shout out to me for my preseason due to the weeks Wade and Sweeney uh, really hooking up a lot last weekend. So hopefully more nice. uh, more yeah. of that to come. So you know, it took seven weeks for uh, for for them to get the monkey off their backs, but. Uh, very proud of myself. And just one other quick edit, Stat Boy, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson was the Jekyll and Hyde. He also wrote Treasure Island. So uh, not a ground Poe, but again, I like where our head's at right now. We're uh, with the 14 wow. points Woodrow Wilson reference and then some literary stuff. You know, we just, what's better than this? We have, we have something for everybody. Talk about our uh, portfolio that he went from Treasure Island to Jekyll and Hyde. How about that, huh? Yeah, I don't know if they're different genres, to be honest, but I've enough. never, 
I thought Treasure Island was about the Pirates. All right, we're getting in. We're running out of time here, Matt. Um, we've done the predictions. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, I think, I think that's all we have. So, yeah, thanks uh, Thanks again for listening. Obviously, an awesome weekend last Saturday, awesome game last Saturday. Let's hope to keep it rolling down in Charlottesville and, and taking us home throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I think we're all feeling, feeling much better about this squad uh, than we were maybe you know, 36 hours, 48 hours ago. So hopefully more good things to come. Shout out to Pat Tolls. Thanks for the interview. Um, and one last big thanks to F3 Technologies. Today, more than any other day this season, uh, it's a great day to be a dude. It's time.